This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley from Paladin Financial. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Paladin Financial Talk. We've got a great show today, and we have a very special guest with us that I'll introduce here in a moment. But yeah, we're going to talk about student loans and what the heck do you do with those if you listen to the news nowadays um there's a lot of confusion a lot of hope out there with what uh, the biden administration may or may not do with respect to student loan debt so we'll talk about where that is at but our special guest here today i have with me in the studio Tony Shore is out of the office here today, but we have a special guest. Ellie Robinson is one of our advisors here at Paladin Financial, and she's joined us to dig into the throes of student loan debt. How are you, Ellie? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Very good. Welcome to the show. Longtime listener, first time participator? Absolutely. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> Very good. And being that it is your first show, we have to do a couple dad's jokes just for you, just in your honor. Give it to me, Jeff. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Why do bees have sticky hair? I have no idea why. Because they have a honeycomb. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> oh. That is cute. <laughs> and Ellie, why do some couples go to the gym? Mm, I don't know. Why, Jeff? They want their relationship to work out. Terrible, terrible, getting <laughs> that <worse. is> terrible. <laughs> okay, last one. What is the most detail-oriented ocean? I can't even guess. The Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, that, um, Tony was here. He'd hit the, uh, the drums or something for us. But yeah, we'll jump in. We're going to talk about student loans. And we are getting a lot of questions from parents, grandparents, uh, student loan holders themselves right now because... Uh, there are a lot of things talked about in the press right now that is that are being considered. But before we dig into that, we thought we would start by looking back in time and maybe double all of our knowledge about the history of student loans. Uh, Ellie, do you mind sharing with us a little bit about how we got to where we're at today? Yeah, absolutely. I want to take you through a quick timeline of the student loan history because it started way back in the 1800s. So actually, the first student loans were offered to Harvard students in 1840, way back in the day. But if you fast forward about 100 years, in 1944, the GI Bill was passed, and this helps World, World War II veterans get money to go to college for free or for very cheap. And in subsequent years, veterans would account for nearly half of those attending college. Wow, half of those attending college. Right, and so federal student loans actually weren't offered until 1958. Fast forward a little a little bit more, and in 1992, the Higher Education Amendments of 1992 create the FAFSA. I'm sure a lot of people out there are familiar with that the, term. The dreaded FAFSA. Absolutely. And so also the direct lending program and um, unsubsidized Stafford loans 
which meant that now students had to cover interest costs while in school rather than the federal government. And so up until this point, the federal government was subsidizing student loans. We are beginning to see more of the modern day student loan system starting in the 90s here. Okay, interesting. Jump up to 2005 and the Higher Education Reconciliation Act reduces loan fees from about 4% to 1%. And this allows graduate students to take out plus loans. At this point, outstanding student loan debt is now at about $391 billion. (laughs) Crazy. That's a lot of money. It's crazy because if you go to 2012, the amount of student loan debt passes $1 trillion. So in seven years, it more than doubled. Yep. Okay. So now I think we're a little bit more familiar with more recent conditions. In March 2020, the coronavirus pandemic pushed the federal government to put all federal student loans on pandemic forbearance, which means no payments are required and interest wasn't accruing. Newly formed Biden administration extended a pandemic forbearance multiple times and currently sits at resuming after August 31st, 2022. And so that is coming up. Wow. Okay. And so as of right now, outstanding student loan debt is now sitting at $1.6 trillion. Okay. So today we're at $1.6 trillion of outstanding student loan debt. And we go back to 2012. That's 10 years ago. That was $1 trillion in 2005, $391 billion. So that just continues to get bigger and bigger. Now, if we fast forward to today, what's going on? Well, federal student loans have been paused since March of 2020, as Ellie talked about with the coronavirus and the pandemic and people being able to put off making payments on their student loans. Now, that's currently scheduled to end August 31st. Well, what does that mean? So without another forbearance extension, student loans are set to begin again September 1st. So you have to start making those payments again. Many people believe that there is going to be an extension of that and they'll push that back out a little bit further, Uh, but we'll see. And we don't have much time longer. We should be seeing something pretty soon on that as we approach the end of the month. Secondly, the 0% interest rate on federal loans will end. And third, if you did default on your student loans, the government can start coming after you for your money again. So you want to be aware of where we're at today. And again, in the next week or so, we should see something from the Biden administration as to what is going to happen next. Right. Absolutely, Jeff. And going off of that, the White House has said that Biden will announce some sort of decision on a wide scale student forgiveness type thing before August 31st. Again, we're cutting close to the end of the month and there has no been action There's to implement a forgiveness program yet. But in more recent times, Biden has officially ruled out that he will not forgive more than $50,000. It is highly probable that he may forgive up to $10,000 on all federal loans held at the seven federal loan providers. There are specific loans that now likely will qualify, which were not previously in consideration. And these would be the federal family education loan, Perkin loans, Parent Plus loans, Grad Plus loans. And on top of that, there will also likely be an income threshold. If you are an individual making over $150,000 per year, you will not qualify for this kind of forgiveness. Or if you're in a household making over $250,000, you will also not qualify. Okay. So there's 
there's some rules there that if there is a forgiveness that you have to be aware of and follow those and know what those are going to, to be. Okay. So Ellie, what can people do to prepare for this? If this was to come to fruition, meaning if some of this was going to be waived and all of a sudden $10,000 of student let, loan debt is written off, what do people need to do now? Right. So just make sure that your income is reported to your student loan carrier. So you qualify for the forgiveness as for people who are on an income-driven repayment plan or an IDR, you will likely already be forgiven the $10,000 automatically because they should already have your tax file, your tax return on file from 2021. So you also want to consider the possibility, does it make sense to, if you're married, should you be married filing joint or married filing single? So there are a number of tax advantages if you're married filing joint the government in general, IRS, gives you some additional savings on taxes by filing under that method. The benefit in this situation of married filing signal and the trade-off with that is you lose some of the tax benefits. But if you're on an income-driven payment plan and you're married filing single, it is looking at your income uh, individually. So that could potentially help you to have a lower payment and get that paid off quickly, but the cost is giving up some tax breaks on the married filing joint side of it. Right, so if you are not on the income-driven repayment plan, there will likely be a form that you will need to fill out with the Department of Education, which will require some patience from the public Mm -hmm. because as this process goes, it may take months before it pushes through. The government, government, government. Exactly. Yes. Okay, so in addition, you want to get ready to start potentially making payments again on September 1st. Now, there is already a public service loan forgiveness program or PSLF out there that has been established and active. So if you're employed by a U.S. federal, state, local or tribal government or a nonprofit, uh, you might be eligible for that program. And that would forgive the remaining balance on your direct loans after you have made 120 qualifying monthly payments under that plan while working for a qualifying employer and it has to be full-time work. So it's not necessarily your job that qualifies you, it's your employer. So you want to be aware of that. And there is a limited time opportunity as well for these kind of borrowers to receive credit for payments that previously did not qualify. So you want to look into that waiver a little bit more, find out if that applies to your situation. And with that, you have until October 31st of this year. Now, up until this point, we have mostly been talking about federal student loans. Unfortunately, all of this information does not pertain to private student loans. This is because the federal government has no jurisdiction with private student loans that are through the banks, essentially. So let's talk about how you can pay back your student loans. There are different different approaches to handle this kind of debt. Because private student loan borrowers have no flexibility, it could be valuable to shop around for refinancing for a lower interest rate. Oftentimes, you hear that debt is bad and you want to climb out of the hole as quickly as possible. However, it really comes down to the interest rates on the debt and opportunity cost. For example, most federal student loans hover around a 4% average interest rate. If you make the minimum payments and invest any remainder of that money, that you had originally planned to use to pay off your student loan more quickly, you could get a higher return over the course of the long term. 
Yeah, those are good points. You know, another consideration as well is if you're younger, you're earlier in your career, you're trying to build credit, there is a benefit to that as well of having that those loan payments and showing you're making those on time. So even if you have that money, there could be a potential benefit. If you're wanting to buy a house in the next couple of years, you want to walk in to that transaction with the best credit possible. So you want to consider that. So one of the things that we do at Paladin Financial is help people to weigh all their pros and cons and all their options. And I heard this and my neighbor that. And, you know, you're always going to have you talk to four people, you get five opinions. So we will sit down with you and understand your situation and provide you with advice and a plan that you can walk through and prepare for all of these different things uh, that we're talking about today, but all the things we talk about in the show in general. So look at your trade-offs, your goals, your emergency fund, how much you're putting aside for retirement. Uh, be aware of that. Now, if we find out here in the next couple of weeks that there is going to be an extension and you don't have to make payments until January or so, I would suggest that you start putting money aside to prepare for that money. So pretend as if you're still making those payments, you build up that money and January comes around, you owe payments again. You have some of that scrolled away that you can throw at that loan, potentially get that paid off quicker. So even if we have that forbearance, uh, put that money aside, you still owe that debt at this point. And we'll wait to see what happens with the, uh, the administration here in the coming weeks. But I encourage you folks to give us a call if you have questions about this or anything else that we talk about on the show. If you would like a second opinion on your retirement plan, give us a call. You can reach us at 651-842-8406 or you can visit us online at financialpaladin.com. And also we'd encourage you to take a moment to, in whatever you're listening to this podcast through Apple or whatnot, uh, take a moment and please rate the show so we can let as many people know about it as possible. We would appreciate that. Thank you and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. Jeff Foley and Paladin Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.